Welcome to this week's episode of Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement, where we're trying to make you the best pickleball player that you can be. My name is Tony Roig. I am a certified master teaching professional with the IPTPA and also the founder of Into Pickle and with CJ Johnson from Better Pickleball, the VI Pickleball training program that's available online. It's the most comprehensive thing out there. Uh, it's a really good system. We hear more about it during this podcast. But in this week's podcast, I want to talk about two different things. I want to talk about the singles game. That's a really interesting part of pickleball. And it's a it's an area that players are playing more and more these days with COVID and things like that. And it's just a it's also a really nice uh, way to grow the sport, particularly with uh, some of the younger players who are coming in and just going out on the court together and playing uh, uh, singles. And then and the riff, I'm going to talk a little bit about the drop serve with a focus on, is the drop serve right for you? Stay tuned. You've studied the pickleball videos, maybe read a pickleball book, taken a lesson or two, but there's just something missing, something to complete the whole picture. That's where VI Pickleball comes in. VI Pickleball is the most immersive pickleball learning community available today. You can check out more information at wearepickleball.com. See you in the community. All right, let's talk a little bit about singles. I remember when I first got involved with pickleball, we played doubles mostly just like everybody. Every once in a while, we'd get on the court and mess around with singles a little bit. And in 2016 was the first uh, year of the U.S. Open down in Naples, Florida. I was fortunate enough to be able to play. And I signed myself up for singles, figuring, well, you know, I'm going to be there. I'll play singles. And I was a tennis player before, so I figured. And I had played singles a few times. And it's kind of like a mini tennis, which we'll talk about in a second. But, but basically, I said, yeah, I can do some singles. We'll try that out. What was interesting was at that time, singles uh, was treated basically as the redheaded stepchild of the sport. Growing up in tennis uh, as a younger player and, you know, when you watch professional tennis, singles is the, the, the main event. The main attraction is singles, whether it's, you know, Federer or uh, Serena or what, whoever, you know, I mean, even back in the day, you're, you know, you're, you're on board, you're Chris Everett Lloyds. So, you know, you have your, your singles being the, the main event and then doubles is always in, in tennis, especially in the, in the uh, tournaments and even growing up as a junior. You know, that was secondary. Nobody really plays doubles. That was, you know, whenever you heard of like, you know, a, a main player, whether it's Martina Navratilova or somebody like that playing doubles, you were like, yeah, whatever. And let's talk about singles. And, you know, it, as I grew older in tennis, doubles became more important. It became a bigger part of my game. Uh, that's what I played mostly when I played USDA competitive uh, tennis in my older years. But in pickleball, you know, it's it's backwards you could say if you make it relative to tennis or maybe it's the right way and tennis is backwards but you know obviously in pickleball doubles is king and and or queen and uh and singles is kind of an afterthought so in the 2016 us open going back to that it, it reinforced that for me because we had played uh the doubles events and things like that and i remember it was a, a saturday night they had uh, like an award ceremony they had like a, some sort of an event like a, basically a a tournament wrap, if you will, uh, you know, kind of like thanks for coming, great tournament, uh, see you next year, and then and then singles was on Sunday, so the day after the wrap was when they played singles, and so it was kind of like this, like all right, I guess we got the courts through Sunday. If you guys want to go out there and and you know bang your heads against the wall playing singles, that's great. I remember I had to play against, uh, I don't remember my second match, but I know one of my matches I had to play a 
22 or 23 year old uh, high level squash player from Florida and it was it wasn't pretty but uh, so that's why I really don't play I, I played singles a few times in some tournaments since uh, um, actually maybe only once or twice but uh, now I play in this in this now that I'm a senior I think I can uh, I can hang a little more in the singles but anyway what I want to talk about uh, for a few minutes is uh, is single strategy uh, just give you some general tips on singles and and the thoughts about singles and strategy and how to play it I think, you know, and, and be clear, we're talking about full court singles. We're not talking about skinny singles. Skinny singles is a great uh, tech, a great drill, great uh, great thing you can do to work on your doubles game or just enjoy the and just play it. You can just play skinny singles as a end in, in and of itself. Uh, and it's a great activity to engage in. The strategies in skinny singles are virtually identical to the strategies in doubles. The court being so narrow uh, you know, whether you're playing straight on or diagonal, the court's so narrow that you can implement the, or adopt, or um, execute the same strategies that you would if you were playing doubles. When you're playing full court singles, even on a pickleball court, even though it's smaller than a tennis court, it basically is essentially, um, maybe that's repetitive, basically essentially, but basically it's tennis. It's You're playing mini tennis. The difference is that when you go up to volley, you can't crash the net. But even if you watch, you know, most singles matches uh, on TV, right? That the players don't ever really run up all the way to the to the net and put their their bellies or their 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 bodies up to the net. It wouldn't make sense. So even in tennis, you know, the the net play is is a little offset from the from the net itself. And so you know, the this game singles in pickleball is essentially a tennis type of game. And so strategically, what changes is in doubles, you if you follow into pickle and vi pickleball you know that we talk about you know being consistent with your sermon return but not really worrying too much about the speed of the shot or the power or the placement you know it's really just to get the get the rally going keep them deep really don't miss it and keep them deep is kind of the main objectives of those shots in doubles in singles it's vastly different in singles the serve becomes a much more important tool to use to bring to bear and the reason is because you know, you if you can put your opponent on his or her heels with the serve, there's nobody else on the court who can protect that player if that player gets in trouble. And so, if you if you hit a really nice serve and pin that player back, uh, then you're going to make it very difficult for them to take control of the rally. And if you can do that, then you're going to be able to score points. I think the other dynamic is the fact that you know you get a serve and then they get a serve. So if you miss your serve, uh, then as long as you play a decent returner serve, which I'll talk about in a second then you're going to be able to get your serve back. So you you in singles, you're going to use the, the serve much more offensively than you are in doubles. And you can see that with some of the, the top-level singles players, particularly on the on the man, men's side. Uh, you look at Ben Johns, uh, Tyson McGuffin, and now Zane Navratil with his uh, serve. Uh, you know, probably the best servers in the men's pro game are also the best singles players in the men's pro game. So the, return, the serve becomes a more offensive weapon in singles, and so does the return of serve. Now it's not an offensive weapon; it's a defensive weapon, since you're not you can't score a point off the return of serve. But if you don't execute a good return of serve, a nice deep return of serve, you're going to allow the server to basically take control of the rally, and you're going to be in trouble, much more trouble than you would be in, or at least more trouble than you would be in doubles. Uh, it's harder to bail yourself out of that in, in a singles uh, situation. But on the serve, you're going to have to be much more aggressive on the serve to be successful. You should be more more aggressive with the serve to be successful. And the return to serve, you're probably going to have to do a little more with it than you would in doubles. Once you get past those two shots, 
What's interesting is, you know, like the third shot, as you think about it in doubles, where you're trying to neutralize the advantage of the return team, in a singles game, that becomes less important. And so you're basically, instead of trying to hit a third shot, if you can, you're just trying to hit a winner. So you're trying to hit a passing shot, uh, you know, down the line or cross court if they've come up to the MBZ. If they haven't come up to the MBZ, then you're trying to hit a nice drive and get up to the MBZ yourself if you hit a good ball. And so that, that shot changes, the third shot changes. And then the fourth shot in, in doubles, a lot of times what we say is keep them back. Basically try and hit a ball that's not, it's offensive, but not crazy offensive, not where you're going to make an unforced error unnecessarily. But in singles, you really have to take a little more chance, some more chances with those shots, with those four shots, when the server is back. You can't just keep the server back because of the, the possibility of a passing shot being much higher in singles than it is in doubles because of the court size and how much you can cover. So the third shot and the fourth shot also change in that game in singles versus doubles. One other thing I wanted to point out about singles is that strategically you're going to play probably a, a basically, you know, uh, uh, hard serve. Then you try and return to the back end normally as, as assuming the back end is the weaker uh, wing of your opponent. You're going to return deep to the back end. You're going to try and take DMBZ if you can, but if you can't, you do not necessarily take DMBZ, which is also a big difference between singles and doubles. And, uh, and then you're going to basically try and, and uh, you know, control the MBZ if you can. But in singles, you can actually win some uh, rallies and points from the baseline, making it, again, different than doubles in, in pickleball, generally speaking. So, you know, I think singles is a fantastic uh, way to play the game. It's a very different game than doubles. It's like playing baseball versus football. I mean, it's strategically very, very different than doubles, but it's still a fun way of playing the game. Uh, if you want to know more about, you know, single strategy and things like that, we just uh, launched our latest module in VI Pickleball that has all of this that we're talking about and more about single strategy and how to implement a single strategy. And we even have specific uh, uh, specific strategies that you can implement, whether you're a, uh, you know, a wall type of player, a player that just gets everything back, or you're not a wall player and can't necessarily hang with a wall player. So if you want to know more about that, check us out at VI Pickleball. In a minute, we're going to talk on the riff. We're going to go into the drop serve, and we're going to explore whether it is right for you. Stay tuned. You'd like to help your friend or family member learn how to play pickleball. But how? Now it's easy. Pick up a copy of Play Pickleball, A Beginner's Guide. It's the most complete guide to playing pickleball. Available as a digital download or in hard copy at intopickle.com or at Amazon. Let's keep growing the sport. Let's talk at the Rift this week a little bit about the drop serve. What I want to focus on is we have a couple of videos coming out in the Into Pickle YouTube channel. One of the videos is going to cover this subject, which is, is the drop serve right for you? The other video is going to cover the illegal, legal versus illegal drop serves. We get a lot of questions about that and we want to clarify that for everybody. But in this, what I want to talk about for a few minutes is what is the drop serve? Like when is the drop serve the right shot? for you you know the drop serve came out uh it was you know obviously rumored at first and then it was announced and all that and then it was explored and people were trying to figure it out but i think one of the things interesting is trying to determine you know is the drop serve something that i should adopt into my game and the short answer is probably not uh, there's a couple of exceptions which i'll go over in a second but the short answer is probably not i would say that the the drop serve is not really something you should add to your game if you're looking for a weapon for most players it's not something that's really going to radically change your game if you add it as a weapon 
uh, or, or add it just to like add sort of variety to your game. For most of the, for most players, the there, there's plenty of other things that we need to work on before we start adding something like a drop serve just as variety. That said, there's a couple of situations where the drop serve might be the right serve for you to adopt for your game right now. One situation requires two two elements to be met. The first element is that you're new to the game, right? So you you're you're new to to pickleball, um, and you have not yet mastered the serve. So you're basically new in the game and just really haven't mastered the serve yet. And you don't have a lot of background in a racket sport because if you don't have a lot of background in a racket sport, it may be a little more challenging for you to be able to hit that ball out of the air to time it right. A lot of times, uh, you know, if you've seen our videos on the yips or we've had some webinars on them and things like that. Uh, and actually I'll link below to a webinar we did on the serve. So you can see what we're talking about with the service yips. But what happens is if people miss the timing, so the timing of their drop of the ball or toss, whatever you want to do on the, because this is not a drop serve. So the toss or drop of the ball between that and the contact of the ball with the paddle is usually, uh, there's, it's problematic. It's a little too fast. And so, you know, if you have problems with that sort of timing, then the drop serve might be good for you if you're new to the game and don't have that kind of background. The other, th the other, reason so that's a two element right the next one's a single element which is simply that your serve's not working so you've been playing it doesn't matter how long you've been playing but let's say you're in the service yips and the serve your serve your regular traditional in-air toss serve is not working for you then you can add the drop serve to your game because the drop serve will give you another tool that you can use when you're having trouble with your serve and if you watch our video on the into pickle channel on the pickleball service yips you'll see that I was about a year or so ago, we actually recommended that players who were having trouble with their their traditional serve, at that time there was no drop serve, but we recommended that players who were having trouble with their serve drop or bounce the ball um, just to get some rhythm. So basically practice, right? So practice by dropping or bouncing the ball, get the rhythm, and then once the rhythm was gotten, then go back to your traditional in-air drop serve. That was our traditional in-air toss serve. Uh, that was before the drop serve was allowed. Now that the drop serve is a possibility, then you can use it if you have the service yips or if you're having difficulty with the serve for any reason, you can try the drop serve and see if it works for you. I will say this about the drop serve. It is not a panacea. It is not a cure-all type of a thing. It presents its own challenges in terms of timing, in terms of dropping the ball versus hitting it. Uh, versus the bounce. Sometimes you get a bad bounce and things like that. So it is not a panacea if you uh, you know are trying to find some sort of a, a serve that's going to be you know solve all your problems. The drop serve is not that. Uh, it does, however, present some uh, some. It's a little bit easier perhaps than the in air toss serve if you don't have any background with racket sports. So uh, absent those. Two characteristics or two uh, uh, two elements or two two types of situations being present, we do not recommend that you bring the drop serve into your game simply to bring in the drop serve. So that's our thoughts on the drop serve, and that, folks, is our podcast for this week. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed it, please share it with your friends. Remember that if you like it, they probably will too. Stay well out there.